Critical thinking, creativity, complex problem solving. Advancements in technology promise to deliver these and more as critical skills for the future. So how are the companies of today preparing for the jobs of tomorrow? Today on the Workday Podcast, we'll talk about the importance of upscaling talent for a future-proof workforce. I'm your host, Julie Jars, and I'm joined by two guests today from PwC, Betty Ann Jarrett and Amy Richmond. Welcome, Betty Ann and Amy. Thank you. Thanks for being here today. Before we start, tell me a little bit about your backgrounds and your current roles at PwC. Thanks, Julie. I'm Betty Ann Jarrett, and I was a tax partner for most of my career at PwC for almost 30 years. And lately, I've taken over the role as the global human capital leader for our network. And I'm Amy Richmond. I've been with PwC for a little over 25 years. And most recently, I led our global implementation of Workday, now leading our human capital operations team at the network level so that we can maintain all the great work that we've done and continue to innovate. So Betty Ann, what trends are you seeing in the professional services industry that are disrupting how jobs are done today? We're we're seeing lots of changes. Our clients are demanding more value and higher quality, uh, more technology-enabled experience, and all of that at a lower cost. Technology is changing both the way we do our work and also the types of services we deliver and the value we deliver to our clients. So it's all about doing things faster, smarter, and more efficiently. And our clients, of course, want to benefit from the efficiencies and the lower costs that technology can offer. But we also need to combine that with the human difference. These are those uniquely human skills that we bring to help our clients understand the data, gain those new insights, and, and create greater value. At the same time, what we're experiencing is really just that challenge that we all are in the market, challenge to attract and retain qualified talent. And investing in technology doesn't mean we aren't investing in people. In fact, we need to be investing in our people even more. So Amy, this is going to require some changes at PwC. What is the organization doing to respond to these trends that Betty Ann just spoke about? As usual, we're listening to what our clients have to tell us, and we're taking some action to meet those demands. So we're on a huge digital transformation journey right now, and that includes some key investments in technology, as well as a focus on upskilling our people, including upskilling our workforce, which is 276,000 people. So to really prepare them and also the rest of the world for what the digital world means tomorrow. We also have to think more creatively about our workforce. It will take a combination of traditional hires, so we've traditionally hired finance, accounting, consulting type of backgrounds, but now we have to add into that STEM grads, offshore delivery centers, contingent workers, the gig economy, right? We have just a whole different group of people with different skills that we need to respond to the demands in the marketplace. So a lot is changing. Skills are also constantly changing, with new ones appearing and others becoming obsolete. So I have a two-part question. Betty Ann, how is PwC developing their employees' skill set to support and deliver the future of the business? And what areas of skills and talent are you focused on building out over the next few years? As Amy mentioned, our transformation journey is all about upskilling our people in the skills that they're going to need to be successful in the future and to meet the demands of our clients in the future. It no longer will be sufficient for our people to have only strong technical skills in our traditional competencies like tax and legal, accounting, assurance, and consulting. They'll need much broader skill sets. We're offering a range of different programs and tools to really try to unlock the creativity and innovative power that all of our people have if we just let them use it and give them new tools to help them improve their efficiency 
and the impact that our services have for our clients. For example, we're running digital academies, which are two-day courses on bots, automation, and dynamic visualization capabilities. And I tell you, they, they go to this training and they come back so excited and enthused and keen to use these newly developed skills and tools. They've developed all sorts of bots that take thousands of hours out of the work that they do. So it's very exciting to see the power that our people can demonstrate once they've just been given some tools and skills and empowered to kind of go do it. We have a couple of other tools as well, particularly in our learning space. A sophisticated learning platform that we have gives people direct, easy access to a wealth of learning content. We're also rolling out a number of other training modules across the world, including learning bursts. These are dynamic alerts that are pushed to our people to make sure that digital remains on the top of their mind. And it's kind of neat because it comes through right on your laptop and you can just click on it in real time and if you've got a minute to explore that. We use personal trainers. This allows us to align specialists that are seeking training in particular areas so that we can match up people as well. So included in this digital upskilling is the ability to track who has the skills to do the work accurately and make sure that those skills reflect the level of competency that they have. This is a really key part because what we've been using is a, a group of digital badges to be able to make sure that we can track and award people with those badges. Betty-Ann, did you have something to add? I think it's really important to point out that, as you can imagine, with all this upskilling going on and this change and uncertainty, it's hard for our people, and I think some of them feel a little bit scared about this journey. And it's important to note that we're taking the view that we're not leaving anyone behind. As long as our people are keen and lean in and want to engage and upskill themselves, we are here to support them in the journey. And it's proven to be really successful, and that's why we're seeing a lot of great buy-in. So we've been talking about skills quite a bit. Resources are also very important in professional services. Having a view of true resources availability continues to be a big challenge for professional services firms. How is PwC tackling that challenge with its current workforce? And Betty-Ann, we'll start with you. Yeah, it's a great question because it is a huge challenge. If we could have a perfectly accurate view of all our people's skills and their availability, it's so critical to help us deliver the best to our clients wherever and whenever they need it. So we have our own internal application that we use to track our people's skills. And it's linked to our staffing and deployment application. So we can search for a person with certain skills in a particular territory and then see if they're available for a client project. So for example, if I need someone who can do a tax provision in IFRS, accounting standards, who lives in Spain to deal with a Spanish client but speaks English, I can find that type of person. Betty Ann, how are you able to reallocate talent and resources quickly when you need to? In the past, it might have been relying a lot on kind of a variety of resources, but also a lot of personal connections and who you know in the network and calling up a partner to see if you can borrow their staff. I think we can probably automate a lot here. But we also have some other options that we use to help reallocate talent and resources quickly because it is a common problem. We often get big proposals or projects for multinational clients where we need to source a team together from around the network. Other things that we use are even things like our international mobility program, and that's programs of either short or long-term assignments where our staff go on a tour to another country, sometimes to help with a client problem or um, assignment, and other times for developmental purposes. And we've had a huge um, increase over the last year in our uh, mobility assignments. Over 3,000 people started new assignments last year, taking place across 118 different countries. And it's a bit of a win-win because 
not only does it help our clients and it gets the right people in the right place, but it also helps our people develop their own skills like global acumen, leadership, and learning about the world. So Amy, how has process standardization improved PwC's ability to rapidly adapt in this changing market that Betty Ann was describing? Standardizing processes and technology has been really key elements for us in our journey. And it really helps us to focus in on the quality and efficiency. So whether it's in assurance or our tax and legal group or our consulting, our ability to fully leverage cloud technology is dependent on having those standardized processes and controls in place that really guide our work. But for our support processes in the background, it's also equally important to be able to drive a consistent user experience for our staff. So when we think about areas like human resources and sales and marketing and finance, The idea there is that we can reduce administrative time, creating an easier and more enjoyable experience for our people in the course of their normal work. When we have those more consistent processes for our staff, we're able to push forward with a more efficient, high quality experience also for our clients. When we moved to Workday, this pushed us to really standardize, and we were actually able to come together as a network of firms and standardize over 70 different global business processes that has actually enabled us to utilize the technology in a much more efficient way than we ever had before. A professional services study from an analyst firm revealed that lack of executive leadership can contribute to attrition for professional services. Betty Ann, I'm curious what PwC is doing to grow the next generation of leaders and try to combat that. It's something that we kind of are focused on every day. What we start with is our PwC professional framework, we call it, which is our development framework for all our people. And and that framework sets up clear expectations across all our different business units, the different countries we operate in, our career paths, and it provides transparency on what skills each of our individuals need to be successful and to progress in their careers with PwC now and in the future. So their whole development, whether it be on the job or classroom learning, is kind of underpinned by this framework, which covers things like technical and digital skills, At PwC, we view that everyone's a leader, not just the top leaders, but we're all leading ourselves and our teams. Business acumen is one of the other things that we measure in our framework, global acumen, and relationships. We foster a culture of perpetual learning. With the pace of change being what it is and certainly not subsiding, the most important skill for the future is our people's ability to learn, unlearn, and relearn new things. So basically learning how to learn and applying that skill throughout one's career is critical. So that's why we have a focus on perpetual learning. It's not kind of attend a course and you're done. So we put an entire ecosystem in place to support all of our people, right from day one when you join to experienced partners in this journey of perpetual learning. So it includes things like formal training programs that are designed, again, to provide just-in-time learning no matter what level you're at for whatever skill you need. But also, as Amy referred to earlier, it covers some of those human skills that we need, such as leading through change, mentoring, including reverse mentoring. And and a lot of the digital training we're doing is reverse mentoring, where some of our more senior partners are mentored and coached by the younger staff, and it's working amazingly well. We also have some network-wide leadership programs that help us develop our key talent, be they staff and partners. So these are real focused network leadership development experience programs that are really focused on helping us develop leaders for network roles in the future. So that's a perfect transition. Speaking of the future, Amy, what are some things professional services firms should consider when they're revamping their employee experience? So there's a couple things that I think are really important. 
The first one we already talked about, which is skills, right? That's the new currency of our people. So we're investing, of course, in developing those new skills, as well as developing our people just at a more rapid rate. We also think that clear, consistent expectations, so as Betty Ann talked about the PwC professional framework, that allows us to give everybody an opportunity to progress at their own pace and really sets us up for success as a firm. We think professional services firms have to really build a culture and deliver an employee experience that really resonates throughout that kind of workforce, and that's really part of that workforce of the future. So we're investing programs that help our people work flexibly and manage their energy and their personal well-being so that they can really be their best selves, both at home and at work. So when we think about attracting and retaining diverse workforce, we have to provide people learning assets that can be consumed in a real variety of ways. So whether, again, that's in person or podcasts that they can listen to on the go or online learning, those are all really important elements. And then the other part is those different career paths. Not everybody has that traditional trajectory anymore or wants it. We've been really thoughtful about personal aspirations, what skills people want to acquire, and then what benefits actually appeal to a wider group of society. Whether we're thinking about part-time folks, single parents, people taking care of elderly parents, just have like a whole new world that we really have to think about, plus a larger group of generations that are actually all working together. So it's quite complex, yeah. <laughs> which is why you have yeah. to really have a real plethora of options out there that helps our people really live that experience. Well, it's been so interesting to talk to both of you today. I'm Julie Jars, and I want to thank my guests, Betty Ann and Amy, for joining me on the Workday podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, and thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.